Welcome to Mining Stock Daily. I'm Kylie Williams, and today I'm joined by Gary Thompson, Chairman and CEO of Brixton Metals. Welcome back to the podcast, Gary. Hello, Kylie. Good to be back. Let's dive straight into the Thorn Project in Northern British Columbia. You announced last week that your 2021 exploration program is now underway. To start, can you give us a quick recap of the Thorn Project and some of the highlights from 2020 that you're hoping to build on this year? Uh, sure. Well, just quickly in summary of the Thorn Project, it's a, a massive district scale, 2,600 square kilometer uh, mineral tenure in Northwest BC in the northern part of the Golden Triangle. And it's really a copper gold silver district. In 2020, we the company had the biggest year to date. And um, I think the takeaways from, from last season's work is that we dramatically increased our targets from, you know, I think we we're looking at, you know, three or four target areas. And, and those areas are quite large. In fact, you know, the last 10 years, we, we've been working on those um, handful of multi-kilometer targets. But what's changed in the last um, year or two is now we're, depending on where you cut it off, but we're, you know, we have something like 10 or 14 large-scale target areas. But the what made the shortlist for us, and we did a bit of a whittling down and, and vectoring and prioritizing targets based on a number of factors, and we have four real targets. There's a Camp Creek, which is a deep copper, gold, silver, molly porphyry. We have the a Trapper uh, epithermal uh, multi-kilometer gold target. We have a multi-kilometer sediment-hosted gold target at the outlaw zone. And then we have this emerging 20-kilometer, uh, another district, a, sort of a camp within the district, if you will, that's about a 20-kilometer copper gold anomaly called Metla. And that's a new area that we worked last year. But a couple of the big takeaways, I would say, on on the uh, outlaw sediment hosted gold zone, we um, extended the central zone to about uh, 600 meters in strike, and we drilled on the west side where we pulled some uh, quite good gold numbers, uh, which we hadn't drilled before. You know, uh, that that's an emerging uh, near surface uh, uh, gold target, so we plan to continue to work that one. The uh, trapper target that we acquired last summer from uh, Kodiak Copper um, allowed us to get in there and uh, and do some uh, geochem work fairly early on, and and that was a they had drilled that for I think 42 holes in 2011 over about two kilometer trend, but what's interesting about the trapper target this this year and what the work that we did in 2020 now we're going to follow up this year is that uh, quite a number of high grade uh, gold samples were identified within this uh, trend, so that's going to be our sort of number two target. And then probably the biggest, I'd say, takeaway that, you know, I think that uh, is not really recognized in the market is that we actually, for the first time, confirmed a, a deep porphyry system in uh, Camp Creek. And it, it basically telling us that <laughs> almost all the drilling uh, previously in the Camp Creek area, which had a, a pretty significant amount of drilling over the years, not just Brixton, other previous operators, all did not drill deep enough. And so the work that we we did last year, we pushed these holes down, and the one the best hole was one 181, which returned uh, 439 meters of a porphyry style mineralization. And more interestingly, is at the bottom uh, part of the hole that the copper and the molybdenum are increasing down hole, and the hole ended in 2.2% uh, copper equivalent over six meters. So so that's kind of uh, you know it really shines a light on that there is a porphyry system. Um, the the challenge is that the porphyry doesn't start till about 400 meters depth so it was a blind porphyry no wonder everybody missed it because 
you know, everybody didn't drill, including us. We didn't drill deep enough. So the question that we have now is, okay, where, where do we go from here? And um, some of the work that we're doing with um, UBC's MDRU has highlighted a couple things. One is that they've been able to geochemically, there's a unique geochemical signature on what we're calling the porphyry X, which is the mineralized phase of the porphyry. And we're seeing increased potassic alteration down the hole, which suggests that we're, we're getting closer to the porphyry at this location. But based on the mineralization and alteration, even though we got some nice high grade at the bottom, we don't think we're yet in the core of the system. So we think there's the opportunity here is, is to find the core of the system, which should be which should be a higher grade uh, porphyry style mineralization, given the nature of the, the system that we're dealing with. So that's kind of a, a snapshot of the, you know, what we've done. I guess our plan this year is to drill about 8,000 meters uh, on, on the, the property, at least phase one. And probably half of that 4,000 meters will go into Camp Creek drilling uh, several uh, deep holes to try and test for a, a core of the porphyry system. And then we want to drill some holes at the outlaw uh, gold zone and on the trapper gold zone as well. So that'll take up the balance of the drilling. And then we're going to do a, about 330 square kilometers of, uh, it's called MMT, which is a mobile mag magnetotelluric uh, geophysical survey and, and magnetic geophysical survey, which should give us quite a large area. So that will cover off a good chunk of the, um, the targets that we're, that we're dealing with. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about porphyries in BC a bit more generally, because, you know, what's really exciting about the property that you have up there, it's quite a large uh, land package. And these porphyry, gold copper porphyries in BC are just huge. And so it sounds like you're on the edge of it in places and you're kind of zooming in on that central area. Is that frustrating to be around the edges? Um, and and how how quickly do you think you can zoom in on that core? <laughs> yeah, it is uh, a little frustrating to, uh, you know, drill a bunch of holes and still, still be on the edge of something. And that's part of the uh, systematic process that we're trying to do with, you know, with uh, working with MDRU is to try and help recognize the uh, porphyry uh, fertility through geochemistry, and also uh, been able to uh, vector into uh, the center of the of the system, and uh, MDRU has developed a pretty a unique uh, geochemical model, and uh, they have it both vertically and laterally. So we're starting to by collecting more rock samples and doing more like four acid digest at the laboratory versus thirty element ICP analysis. We can get a more uh, um, lower detection limit on certain elements that allows us to model up whether we're, we're using what's called the you know, porphyry index uh, calculator. And if we get enough samples, uh, whether it's down the hole or even rock samples, um, you, can, you can help to vector in where you're either, you know, you're close to the center of the porphyry or you're a long ways away. And we're starting to use those kinds of data to help uh, reduce the, um, you know, drilling uh, failed holes or, or dried hole, dry holes, if you will, uh, as best we can. And it's a bit of a systematic process and you really can't get enough data but we're trying to collect as many uh, rock samples. And, you know, there's a lot of age dating and, you know, there's lots of really good research stuff coming out on geochemistry and, and isotope data where they're starting to fingerprint these uh, porphyry systems uh, geochemically. And there's certain things you can do in the field by like stack biotite. And when you see these stack biotite uh, minerals, you can you get a good indication of, of fertility that way. So we're starting to um, piece together those I guess those tools that will help even in the field help recognize which way do you want to go left or right or or further 
And uh, it's a bit of a systematic process, but um, I'd say that the, you know, the Camp Creek is a deep target, but we do have like this Metla emerging Metla target. We're seeing porphyry style potassic alteration, what looks like core style porphyry mineralization at surface, but we haven't found that necessarily in bedrock yet. We found it in float next to a toll of a glacier with some very high grade copper gold numbers. Um, so we're, we're still uh, trying to piece together, you know, the ice moved it somewhere and it was only found because the ice was receding you know, over the last few decades. So it's a fresh find, but it's still, uh, it's still float material that's been moved around by the ice. So we're still trying to find, you know, where, where that, uh, where that came from. And that's a bit of a, it's a bit of a needle, needle in the haystack approach, but you know, when you, when you find it, it can be, uh, you know, can be quite, quite rewarding. So that's, that's kind of what we're after. We're after the prize. I'd say one thing that's really intrigued us about Thorn is that the, the scale of the opportunity and the amount of showings we believe we have many porphyry centers within the property. And your, your comment earlier, yeah, in BC, there are a lot of porphyries in the province. It's uh, well endowed with uh, porphyry style mineralization and, and they can be quite large. And you've mentioned uh, porphyry fertility a couple of times. I assume by that you mean these intrusions, some of them are rich in copper and some of them are not? Correct. Yeah, the ones that are uh, dry versus the one that are have good potential for hosting economic deposits. And that's based on the amount of data that's available uh, since they've been targeting porphyry deposits. They can, they can start to, um, you know, the more porphyries that are developed and the more understandings we have as an industry, the better we can uh, get to predicting where they might be. So it sounds like a, a win-win relationship between the researchers and yourself, because I guess you don't have time to carefully select samples and take them to the lab and look at them in detail. You're moving very quickly in the exploration environment, but the researchers are getting that that rich data set from you to to help you zero in on the the center of the the porphyry. Yeah, exactly, and it you know provides the data for you know other explorers in the region that are you know looking for similar things that we can. Uh, you know, prove proof of concept, a, uh, a technique that works, um, then somebody else can apply that somewhere else, uh, perhaps in, in cover or, or hidden terrains. And, you know, we're, we're planning to collect a lot of samples. We're planning to do some age dating, a lot of a lab work. That we'll collect as many samples as we can this field season, and that'll go into the MDRU lab over the winter. And then we can get uh, a lot more data uh, from that. And I think the plan is to uh, bring in a, like a master's student to come in and, and do, we have yet to determine what that study is going to be, but <laughs> there's lots of ideas floating around, but just help research a specific thing that we're, we're trying to solve there. So I think it is a win-win for industry and, and for the company and the, the, the whole industry in, in general. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add uh, that investors might like to know about what you've got planned for 2021? Well, I think that really the takeaway that, you know, investors should consider for Brixton is that we're you know, painfully as it is right now uh, for me uh, as the CEO of the company is that if you look at our stock chart, you know, we've had three years in a row where April, May, June has been our lowest, lowest share price of the year. So from, you know, from our side, we don't like it, but from an investor side, you're potentially getting in at the low. And if you look at our three-year chart, you'll see every summer in the last three years, we've had a nice rally. And we're hoping to break that cycle and, and rise above the, uh, that uh, cyclical nature of our, our stock. But you know the the point is that we were budgeted for about eight thousand meters of drilling. The camp is open, and we've got drill crews on site, and we'll be turning drills here, which is kind of a record for the company. We've never we've never started drilling before the end of end of May, so you know keep an eye out for results coming in 
and hopefully uh, in that you know early summer, um, late June, July, sometime we should have results to market. So we're we're we have big expectations ourselves. Thank you so much for catching up with us today and giving us an update on the Thorn Project. Uh, we wish you all the best for this summer, and uh, hopefully we'll be back talking to you in in July, August when some results start streaming in. Yeah, I look forward to it. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Brixton Metals Corporation trade on the TSXV as BBB and on the OTCQB as triple B XF. <laughs>